Hi everyone, I'm Sandra Ingerman and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barbo and uh, welcome again. We're glad you're here and today we have another great show about Sandra. <laughs> so what happened is Renee and I did a really nice show on uh, destiny retrievals and um, and that was a topic that one of our listeners had written in was to talk about destiny retrievals. And then I talked about uh, a similar practice to something I teach in my soul retrieval trainings of soul remembering. And so with destiny retrievals and with soul remembering, basically we're looking at similar things. What is it? What was the passion? What was it? You came in to this lifetime so excited to manifest. Uh, you were this little being looking down on this great earth and oh my God, this planet, it's filled with beauty and wonder and all this opportunity. I'm going to in this lifetime do this. And then we're born and we come into the world and we have all these authority figures, our parents, our family, our teachers, doctors, um, other authority figures telling us what, what we're good at and what we're not good at. And all of a sudden, we don't remember what our original desire was about wanting to be here. Oh, yeah. When you started to talk, I started to remember we moved around a lot when I was a child. And so I first, the first school I went to was so progressive, the art, the music. And by the third school I'd gone to an elementary school, I had brought my little tonette, you know, the little black thing, the plastic <laughs> thing. Did you have one of those? And, and, and she, the teacher told me that, that there wasn't room for me in the music class. And so I just assumed that, I wasn't very musical. Now, I'm not very musical. <laughs> Renee. <laughs> or I believe that I'm not very musical. So the thing is, is like when I used to sing at Girl Scout camp with the, the strumming and the guitar, which I painstakingly taught myself, everyone would get off beat because I was not really good in the rhythm and anything like that. But so I don't know if the teacher saved me from a lifetime of embarrassment or if I was going to be the next Beethoven but I didn't know it, and, and they cut me short. Maybe we'll have to look at that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are the things that happen. I remember I love to sing, and um, I tried to get into chorus, and they wouldn't let me in. And my mother was in the PTA, and she did everything to try and get me in uh, to chorus, but you know, they wouldn't take me in. I, I didn't have what they called a good voice. And then when I started teaching shamanic workshops, I started teaching songs. And when I first started, it was like the windows were going to crack. But then <laughs> I just kept singing. I didn't care. I loved to sing. And um, I just kept singing. And year after year after year, it was amazing to watch with practice, you can basically do anything. And so, you know, we have this opportunity when we're born on this planet, it's like we came here 
to be master mistress creators, you know, just like the creative forces of the universe. And we came here with a mission, with a destiny. Um, and then, you know, we have authority figures projecting onto us. We, we talk about projection a lot on our shows. And one of our listeners said that um, she would like us to address um, how in these situations where authority figures are projecting onto you, um, how you take back your power to create and how you listen to your own instincts and how you clear some of those energy blocks that don't let you step into the role of creator, creating your destiny, creating what you're passionate about. And these are something that I think every one of us in a world where there's so much judgment, you know, in shamanic cultures, it was understood that every person had came in with such a gift to contribute to the whole entire community. And if they didn't contribute this gift to the community, the community wouldn't survive because the community was one organism and everybody added uh, strength to that organism. In our culture, everything is about who's better than who's the best and who's the worst. And there's all the judgment. And so we get on these shows and like other teachers get on, on um, podcasts and online courses and say, it's time for you to live out your greatest dreams. But how do you do that in a culture that doesn't support it? Absolutely. And just to say, when Sandra sings, we get the best feedback about her songs and like on YouTube, people will just go on and on about your songs. So clearly it's your destiny to keep singing. <laughs> One time when, when I was really little, um, my father was notoriously late. And so we had this contentious relationship anyway. My parents were separated and his once a month visits, he'd be late. And I would be sitting at the window counting cars and my father was always 35 to 45 cars late and so as I grew this 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 tension about people being late became like prevailing whereas when I had my first restaurant I had a great employee who would always be five minutes late and I would be pacing by the front door every morning like <laughs> like clockwork to you know to rip him a new one for being late and this poor guy, I mean, he had to drive in 45 minutes and it didn't matter. So finally, I, one of the little tricks that I used to heal it was, is I went back to that little girl who was patient, impatiently waiting at the window. And finally, one day she got so tired of waiting, she went into her, I visualized her going into her room and starting to draw. And so I had to do that many, many, many times in order to break that pattern of how insane I would get when people would be late. I'm still not, it's still like a, a bone of contention with me. However, I'm not pacing and ready to scream at the person who's, you know, five minutes late because of an old wound. So sometimes in order for me to create a new future, I have to go back in, in the timeline in the back in order to create a new positive outcome 
that I can't possibly heal from the future without taking care of some baggage that's in the past. Have you had that experience too? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, unless we're really conscious and um, we get conscious at some point if we choose to, um, <laughs> basically our, our past keeps running us. It's our old stories keep coming in and they keep running us. Uh, the metaphor I use, it's like a record. You're playing a record and the needle, for those of you who remember records, and you get stuck and, and the song can't go forward. It's just saying stuck in that same place. And our past can be like that needle that's stuck on this groove and it won't let the song move forward. Um, and so it's really important for us to be willing to explore our past. You don't have to spend years in psychotherapy, but at least look at it so that you're realizing what's running you in your, in your life. What are those old habitual patterns, you know, like somebody being late is being triggered by something that happened in one's childhood. Um, that's true for all of us. Um, my parents had certain behaviors that, that still run how I behave and how I am around people. If, if a certain behavior is being repeated that I didn't like as a child, you know, mm -hmm. so it, it is really about becoming conscious and, we did do a show, I'm not exactly sure when it aired, but um, in the show I led an exercise of um, how to learn how to trust your intuition. It was a really simple exercise of um, telling yourself a truth and then telling yourself a lie and noticing the difference in the feeling in your body. And so um, that's a good, um, you know, it was a recent show and it's a good exercise to do because um, as our listener wrote in about listening to your instincts, it's really important to listen to your instincts and the show was on how to open up your non-ordinary senses so that you're always following your instincts because your instincts, your intuition knows how to thrive. And, and we all know when we don't listen to our intuition, we go, I knew that was going to happen. I, if I just would have listened to myself, I could have saved myself a lot of pain. And then, of course, um, there's all the ceremonies that we can do for releasing blocks. I mean, they're, they're endless um, you can work with all the elements. And I wrote about different releasing ceremonies in my book, The Book of Ceremony, um, if you want to check it out to be inspired. But again, I am a person who loves direct revelation, and you can come up with your own releasing ceremonies too. So these are all things that we have to do to really follow our passion to create uh, what we want to create in our life or where we want to put our energy in our life is getting rid of those um, voices that tell us we can't do it or those voices that cover up. They're so loud we can't hear our own intuition or our own soul 
calling and singing to us. And so it's important to, on a regular basis, do some kind of clearing ceremony. Absolutely. I don't think we've ever talked about the record grooves before, but <clears throat> when I was 30-ish, I met this Hawaiian kahuna type of woman. And one thing that I got from her was this idea that we could create a new destiny. And this was way before I found my shaman's path, or should I say it found me. And I used to have these ideas like, wow, I can change the record. I can change the group that this 90% of my brain that I'm not using, that there must be other records and there must be other pathways through there. And I took about, instead of doing antidepressants and other medications, I took about doing these left and right brained activities that would help to create new grooves in my brain. Mm. And one of them was simple. And, and, you know, cause sometimes you can't even tell what the truth and what the lie is, is I don't know if you ever did this one, Sandra, where you take this finger and spin it this way and the other finger and spin it the other way. And I'm not even going to try to do it here because it's like crazy, but I am trying to do it. And you really have to focus on spinning your two fingers in opposite directions. Wow. And anytime you cross over your left to your right brain, you start to create a new neural pathway. And so I think the shamans knew that but then the neuroscience of it all started to catch up. So it's like really retraining yourself to think and act differently in those situations where you are in a habitual spin. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said that better. You said it in a really beautiful way. And I just think it's funny that we both use the record as a, as a, as a, Maybe that's, I think we're dating ourselves by our ages. And we know we have a lot of uh, younger 20 to 30-year-old listeners. So, you know, you can go over to Costco now and get the old record players. And yeah. it's, it's a collector's item now. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say that records are actually back in again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's coming back into style again to play records. So, <laughs> And because, you know, the music, I, I mean... I don't know if I, I think like, boy, we had some real good music back then, you know, really good ceremonial songs to sing and stuff like that. And I suppose people who do hip hop and bebop and all of those other things think that those are very ritualistic kind of songs too. They just have not, never been a beat that I've been um, tracking to. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, we both have actually changed the way we're thinking because both of us started out in our, in our earlier years, pretty depressed. And, and I must say that now both of us live pretty much in, in joy, no matter what's going on around us. I, so I think that's a good marking place for you to, to start to think like in your day, how much are you present? How, how happy are you? You know, how much are you future tripping or past tripping? And that kind of gives you a, an indication or a barometer of what work there is to do on creating new ideas and new thought forms and, you know, and, and the, these techniques that we're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Renee, I think you have a, a wonderful exercise for us uh, for uh, a first step in moving out um, a block. I do. One thing that I've learned over the years is that your body is your compass. 
your body can tell you everything that you need to know about this art incarnation. Now you can go, you know, past and future and all of those other places. However, to, 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 to be present in your body, to really scan your body and see where there's a block is one really good way of place of starting this evolutionary change that you're looking for in these, how do I retrieve a new destiny? Well, look to see what's stuck now. When you move that out, you're free to, you, for me, I'm always more free to create when I'm in a, a place of spaciousness. So this is a really simple exercise where we're gonna actually uh, use the wind to find out where we are, what kind of issues up for us and what part of the compass it's on so that we could start to see whether it's a, a mental block, an emotional block, a physical block or spiritual block. Are, are we ready for this? We are, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. I invite everyone, if you're comfortable at home, to close your eyes and, and settle in with your, your feet. And I'm going to invite us all to do three deep wind breaths in and out. And what that means is when you breathe in, hold it to a count of 10, then release it to a count of 10 and feel that emptiness in your body. So let's do the first wind breath in. And exhale it down through the root of your feet, the balls of your feet. And bring in that second wind breath in. Hold it. And then release. And now bring in that third wind breath. Hold it. And then release. And now think about a little issue, nothing too big that's bothering you right in today, but that's holding you back from being of maximum service in the world. Just something, your temper, your frustration, something, something little that came up for you in the last couple of days.
And now take a minute to scan your body and see where that is living. You can start with your feet and move up. Is it in your knees or your calves or your hips or your belly or up in your solar plexus, maybe your heart, your throat. Maybe it's in your third eye. And once you locate it, just kind of see, is it dense, is it thin, or is it coagulated? What does it feel like in there? And I pulled a wind card and it's Nilchi about listening to your inner voice, your inner intuition. And now we're gonna ask Nilchi to move that energy out and along, working with our intuition for whatever works best for us. And we're moving that energy along with love and light and it dissolves with love and light into the, the universe and it moves along. And the last thing is, is just to see what direction this wind is blowing to, into your face. Just ask your intuition, is this wind coming from the east, the south, the west or the north? And this is a trust of your intuition. So take the first answer that came to you. Because part of changing the past is to start to trust in the intuition of your present. That it has your highest and best good. It's got your back. The winds have your back. So come back into the room, wherever you're sitting. And scan your body again and see if that energy didn't move. That feels good. <laughs> so just a quick little insight. So if the wind was blowing in your face, you might start to think about what your beliefs are, what your, your memories are. It might be a good place for you to look of what needs a little clearing so that you can move forward towards your destiny. And the south, your emotional body, your needs and desires, what's being met, not met. Your west is your physical, past, endings, harvest. And then if you were, the wind was blowing from the north, then it's about your spiritual, your community. You know, are you getting the community buy-in for what you need? You know, are you giving yourself time to hibernate? Just a little taste of, you know, where you are at the present so you can start to manifest for what you want to bring in into the future. It's always good to get a compass reading about where you are now. Mm. That's, I love the way you described that, Renee. That's great. Thanks. Yeah. So I had a little thing right here and it moved right on out and I'm feeling much better. Yeah. I, um, I kind of felt like I 
was able to move out of a field of energy that I've been trying to get out of. And so that was really nice. So thank you. Yeah. And there's always more to work on. And so what we do in the shaman's cave, especially during our exercises, is we plant quite a number of seeds for you to keep on working with um, because um, just doing one exercise isn't what's gonna change your life ultimately, but repeating these exercises and coming up with your own exercises is gonna lead you to a beautiful evolution in the next phase of your life. And so it's all about, and you've heard this, um, uh, preach to you over and over and over again from a young kid, and I'm saying it now, practice, practice, practice. <laughs> it really is about um, making a commitment, uh, making a commitment of if we're here for a really short period of time, what, uh, what are your priorities? What's worth focusing on? Um, are the practices that we're sharing worth focusing on and repeating so that during your short winter here on earth, um, that you make the best of, of your time here um, instead of in the craziness of how we're drawn out into other activities that are basically meaningless and we know it. <laughs> That's so funny. So what I'd love to hear is if you'd come over to the Shaman's Cave or on the YouTube channel, let us know some of the practices you do to move from a place of, you know, wherever you are to a place of, you know, bigger, broader, uh, spiritual place of being of service. I, you know, what are the little practices that you use that other people could benefit from? Nice. I like that. And of course, please come to shamanstv.com and uh, look at the wealth of shows that we have that you can review. That would be part one way that you can continue your practice. And please let people know about our show. Um, we're, we're really uh, loving being together on the show. We're really loving our time with you and, and really feel a very strong community forming. And it feels really beautiful. So thank you. Mm -hmm.